Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 210 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Listen up, your very own Hype Girl is in the building. Jamie from Hype Girl Healing is here to walk us through her relationship with alcohol and how she uses the power of compassion and the energy of being your own Hype Girl to make long-lasting changes. Jamie can be found hyping up members weekly in her support circles every Wednesday in our Sober Girl Social Club membership. This is such a great episode. Let's get into it. Miss Jamie, what is going on? How are you? Hey, lady. I'm fantastic. I'm stoked to be here with you. First of all, I'm really excited to have you here, but I'm also more excited to welcome you to our amazing roster of coaches within our Sober Girl Social Club membership. I am seriously like over the moon that you have agreed to come and coach and be this like just shine your light on our support circles and I could not be more proud to have you a part of the team. So dude, welcome. Thank you. It is literally so cool for us to kind of combine minds. I mean, I, I remember seeing you when you were first starting out with a sober girls guide and I feel like we were starting our businesses at the same time. So when you were checking in to see if I'd be interested, it was absolutely a no brainer because I love the work that you do. I am a mega fangirl of what you bring out into this world. And it just felt like it was a like match made in heaven. And I couldn't be more excited to be a part of the sober girl squad. So happy to be here. Thanks. Yeah. And same, same to you. I love your whole vibe, obviously. I I mean, I was honestly a little nervous to reach out to you because I'm like, oh, she's just going to be like, "Uh, no, and totally (laughs) shut me down and not like, like, you know, 
I don't, no way. I don't know, be, you know, being dis, dis and dismissed, but like it was the complete opposite. And I was so just so happy to, to have you part of the, the crew. Well, happy, happy to be here. And I think it's great when two empowered, strong, badass females can come together for the greater good of people looking yeah. at this thing called a drinking habit and what the hell am I supposed to do to change it? And here we are together making it a better what place. Do we do? A safer place. Exactly. Yep. What the hell do we do? Where do yep. we go from here? <laughs> right. I love that. Well, Jamie, since you are so kind and focus on help helping everyone in the group um, focus on their issues and get their stories going, I want to hear about yours. I want to highlight your story. First of all, how do you identify when it comes to your relationship with alcohol? Um, I don't really put myself in a box. Um, okay. I was somebody who was on the wellness train well before I even decided to take a look finally at this pink elephant in the corner called my drinking habit. I mean, it started in the early tw- 2000, 2010, maybe with Herbalife. I don't even know if they're still around, Yeah. but trying their protein shakes and all of their supplements. And then I went vegan and then it was like, Oh, let me all hail the kale. And I choked down all the kale chips, even though kale was absolutely disgusting to me. And then it was like, Oh wait, I don't want to be vegetarian. I want to eat red meat again. And then it was like, let me just, uh, do green juice detoxes. Cause that's what I'm supposed to do. And, Oh, I'm supposed to now like work out my ass and, and get a booty. So let me go be like a gym girly and like go sling weights and like be a cardio bunny. And like, Nothing would ever stick for me because I was glued to the one habit that was destroying all of my efforts to live this wellness driven lifestyle. And that was my drinking habit. And if I had to identify, I was the mom who just would always have the best intentions to limit it to two glasses and only on the weekends, only at home, not at home, only when I go out, only going to go out two nights a week. I'm not going to spend more than $50. I'm not going to bring cash. So then I don't have an option or I'm not going to bring my credit cards and I'll only spend cash. And I constantly tried to do this moderation game mm-hmm. to fail miserably every single time and feed myself the narrative that it was a me problem. What's wrong with me? Why can't I moderate? Why why can't I ever just have the two glasses? Because I would stare at the wine bottle after coming home from work and pouring a glass or two, getting my my super healthy dinner together, mm-hmm. sitting down with the third glass with my meal. And then, well, what's the point of leaving just one glass in the bottle? May as well kill the bottle. And that's Tuesday night. And then again on Thursday night. And then it's Friday, Saturday, you're going out. And then it's brunch on Sunday. And it's the same story. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a big part of my drinking story is that I wanted to moderate. I wanted to lead a healthy lifestyle for so, so long, but I was not willing to look at my drinking habit, which was the main cause of me not being able to be the healthiest, happiest version of myself. Whoa. Gosh. Even when you were talking about like not bringing my credit card, only bringing cash, only doing this, this, that, and this, and the other thing, that is so exhausting. That takes up a lot of mental real estate. 
It does. The gymnastics that we go through to try to make these rules to only break the rules, because yeah. once you catch that buzz, I mean, you're two glasses in, uh, I'm right. fine. I can have another glass. All right. Mm -hmm. And then by the fifth glass, if you're out, then, okay, I'm good. I'm fine. I, I can be done. Well, I'll be fine tomorrow. I'll drink some water when I get home or you know, God forbid you have the idea of like, let me just eat some really greasy takeout food because that'll sop up the alcohol and then I'll feel better in the morning, sabotaging all of my efforts to eat well all throughout right. the day. Like it was yeah. the mental gymnastics we have to go through to support this one habit that is sabotaging all of the other areas that we're trying really hard to be great in. Yeah. Um, it was ridiculous and exhausting. That's exactly the word. It's exhausting. Yeah. And it's like that self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, of like, uh, why, what's wrong with me? Why can't I moderate? Everyone else can drink normally, quote unquote. Um, it, it just, it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's something to think about. It's a thought, but it's not a productive thought. Like when has, a when has comparing yourself to anyone else, just regardless ever been productive? Never. Never. And I mean, that's part of the game that you do too, is you're watching the people that you're around with. Well, mm. how drunk are they? Oh, well, they've had a couple glasses too. Now you're keeping track of how much that person's drinking to make sure that you're in check. It's exhausting. But I say this because I know literally there are millions of people out there doing the same thing, yeah. exhausting their energy, their time, their resources that can be poured into living the life that they want if they are willing to take a look at this drinking habit. Definitely. So what, what was the next step for you? Okay. You're, you're doing all the, this fitness stuff. You're doing the diet thing. What's, what got you looking at your drinking habits and your relationship with alcohol? So for me, I do really well, like most people with fresh starts, clean breaks, new year's. Was it for me? New year's yep. whole 30 done. Okay. I could do a whole 30 with my eyes closed, proving to myself the number one question that we all ask ourselves when we're in it. Mm -hmm. Do I have a problem with drinking? I don't have a problem with drinking. Cause I can totally go 30 days without drinking. Watch me. Right. As if I like, I'm literally having a dual battle on my shoulders with my, you know, inner dialogue. Do you have a problem with drinking? I don't have a problem with drinking. I can go 30 days, watch this. And like, no, yeah. like no problem. Yeah. Except everything was the problem because I only did one thing, which was remove alcohol. I didn't look uh, at any other area of okay. the issue. So what happens when you accomplish your whole 30 and it's day 31, you nosedive into your bottle of wine and you're right back to where you started erasing all of the progress that you made. You're feeling great. You're mm -hmm. sleeping better. All of the physical attributes might start to take place after 30 days, clear skin, less bloat, eyes are clear, all the good things. Right. Right. And I have convinced myself because it was very one track minded, yeah. very limited thinking. I don't have a problem. I just completed 30 days. Let me congratulate and celebrate. And I'll, I don't have a problem. So I can totally have a glass thinking I have mm. solved the moderation issue that I battled before. Cause I just made right. it 30 days. Right. I can, I'm totally fine to just have one, right. except I'm not. Cause I didn't do any of the work, none of it, 
none of it. Mm. And I hate to break it to anybody that's listening right now, but removing the bottle of alcohol, removing the substance is the easy part. That's, that's not the work. That's not the work. That is like step zero. And I was always, correct. Mm -hmm. I was always crossing the finish line, waking up with the most ratchet, horrible, like hangover because my body was like, what did you, we just, we just did 30 days. We feel great. We just detoxed all of this toxic substance that's been floating around in your body for the past 365 days. What did you just do? And I would hate my life. So then it was like, I'll go longer. I'll go 60 days. I'll go 75 days. Great. Guess what? I can do that. No problem. Right. I did not do any of the work. All I did was remove alcohol. So all that to say, finally in 2017, I had moved clear across the country from Boston to where I am now in Southern California. Yep. I packed two bags at the time I moved in, moved across the country with my roommate who shortly after ended up going back to Boston. And I found myself in this place. It was very culture shock for me. I'm very much a city gal. Mm -hmm. I was used to the East coast way of life and West coast bless the West coast, but we are chill as F over here. Yes. Everything about the West coast couldn't be more different. And I just found myself a fish out of water. Hmm. And uh, never mind. One thing that is happening here in Southern California that doesn't happen in Boston is a thing called happy hour. You mean to tell Ooh. me that I can get a $5 glass of wine and a complimentary shot from four to seven in Boston, you're not walking away. Nothing is cheaper than like a $14 or $14 glass of wine. Yeah. Like you were spending oodles of money. I was like, I can, I can do a $10 tab and have two glasses of wine and two shots and like $10 plus tip. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So needless to say, uh, my drinking kind of amped up when I was here. Cause I was just absorbing this new culture, this new way of life and being yeah. a fish out of water. Everything was different. I was so uncomfortable here. And so I decided that's it. 2017, I'm going 90 days. Okay. Damn. And I did the 90 day whole 30. Okay. And it was there that I decided I'm, I'm really turning inward with this. I'm going to take a look at my habits. I'm taking a look at, and I didn't necessarily anticipate and listening in on my inner dialogue, but it was the first time I was introduced to my inner dialogue hearing my thoughts, mm. hearing my negative conversations, hearing how abusive and yelling and aggressive and angry I was towards myself. And I just kind of canceled all plans. I wasn't trying to go out and be the girl who can go out to the bar and not drink because it's cool. Like, no, I was, I turned inward. We yeah. cleared the calendar. We cleared the social calendar and we focused on myself for 90 days. And it was right around day 75 where a light bulb went off and I was like, wow, I'm eating better. I'm sleeping better all of these habits that I've wanted to create for myself for the last decade and a half have naturally come to me because I've removed one thing and that's alcohol. And then to boot, I'm actually doing the work to look at, wow, I'm not coming in and drinking a bottle at night when I'm cooking dinner. I'm actually going for a walk before I cook dinner. And then I'm drinking water and hydrating for the day. And then I'm actually sitting down and being mindful with my meal and being grateful for the meal that's in front of me that I just prepared. And then I'm journaling and thinking about my thoughts and how much my life has changed in 75 days. And then I started doing the work and then it clicked. And on day 91, I decided I don't want to pick up a drink today because I feel amazing. And I'm really worried that I'm going to ruin it if I try to go and have one drink. 
even though my mind wanted to convince myself I could have just one drink. It's been 90 days, but I knew how the story has ended every other time. And I decided Mm. I'm just not going to pick up a drink today until I feel like it. And I can honestly say after six and a half years, I have never had the desire to pick up a drink since because the desire to feel this good without picking up alcohol has always outweighed wanting to have a drink. I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin it. And not for nothing, I never want to have a hangover ever again in my life, ever. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com ASGG. Whoa. I love how you put that. It's like, it's open-ended. Like at any point you're basically giving yourself permission to do whatever you want. Like you're a grown ass woman. You can make choices. Mm -hmm. You can have a drink if you want, you know, like, but why, why would you? You got a good thing going. I think that is really important for people to hear is that most of us I shouldn't say that because I think everybody's story is different, but there's a lot of people who uh, go into this thinking like, I don't ever not want to drink again. Yeah. That is way too big of a concept. And that was not ever my story. Never did I ever think that I was going to be six and a half years without picking up a drink. But I did know on day 91, when I completed my whole 90, I knew from my past, what would happen if I attempted to have one drink? And Mm -hmm. I felt so incredible. And my life had changed so monumentally in 90 days, physical, mental, and emotional. Every area of my life was improved in 90 days from not picking up a drink. 
long as I feel this good, I don't see why I would pick up a drink because I was also learning how to navigate life without alcohol. Alcohol no longer held its importance that it once had. Yeah. So it just, to this day, it's just been like, I, uh, now I feel great today and I don't really see the need for alcohol. So I'm not going to drink today. Yeah. It's almost like alcohol isn't valid anymore. No, just unnecessary. It lost its job. It got replaced. Got replaced by AI. Yeah. (laughs) GPT came in. Yeah. I mean, that's really it. It um, it really just it lost its importance. It was no longer the crutch that I needed because I learned how to navigate a life without alcohol by actually doing the work. Yeah. So now I've I've heard you say the work the work a, a couple of times now. What do you actually mean? Or can you give me a little insight to what that actually looks like for you that you went through? Sure. So uh, my area of expertise, because it's the path that I took, is really focusing on mindset and habit shifts. That's the bread and butter for me, because those were the areas that I needed to tackle the work that I needed to put in. So for me, when I, I remember the very first thought of my inner dialogue came across, it was summertime. I had my booty shorts on. I was feeling really good. I was like, maybe, I don't know, somewhere between three and five months in. And there was a gentleman that was across the way and I could feel the male gaze at me, you know, just the male gaze in general. All right. Coming at me. And I heard very loud, very clear, very distinct in a yelling, angry, like voice. Don't look at me. And I remember I looked Hmm. over my shoulder and it stopped me dead in my tracks. And I was like, who said that? And where did that just come from? And I decided to go home and unpack that because it, it, it stuck with me. And that was the first time that I realized there was a whole narrative going on upstairs that has been running the show that I was completely unaware of. So this don't look at me was a protection mechanism because I just didn't feel safe having the male gaze on me. I didn't want to be looked at as an item. And I'm not saying that that gentleman did, but I had a narrative that was playing and it was loud and it was vicious and it was constant and was on loop. Don't look at me. I I need to, I need to get away. I need to be safe. And it was like, whoa. Yeah. And just sitting with that one thought, I unpacked years of dialogue that has been running on the show, which translated into these decisions that I've made in my life the way that I presented myself in this life, the way that I um, reacted to certain situations. And so one statement, don't look at me, unpacked years of stuff that I had no idea had affected me. I had shoved it down. And it was part of the story of my drinking was that I just, I was drinking not to feel in 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 a way because it was, you know, we, all walk these paths in lives and none of us are walking away unscathed or unharmed and we do the best we can until we know better. And it was just for most of us, it's so common to drink in this drinking culture and this societal way of having fun and socializing and this, this, that not Mm -hmm. realizing that so many of us are leaning into it to not feel the uncomfortable parts that we've experienced. 
And that has been our tool. And that is our crutch for so, so long. And when I started to unpack this and I'm like, oh my God, and this, and oh my God, this, oh my gosh, I started doing the work on my mindset, which is listening to the thoughts, changing the thoughts and reprogramming your thoughts to something more positive that is going to serve you as you move forward. Because once upon a time, this limited belief and these thoughts protected you in a way. Yeah, And then those thoughts feed into your daily habits and your routines and how you create the life that you want. And so I replaced my 2am's for 5am. Because I realized I am a morning person. I love to be awake at 5am. And now I'm more productive. And now I'm able to do this morning routine and get this done. And by 12 o'clock in the afternoon, my entire day has happened. The, uh, The best parts of my days have happened. And so now, you know, you just create this life that you want by redesigning old habits into routines and habits that serve you for the goals that you want in your life. So when I talk about the work, it's really getting into these thoughts that have been running on autopilot that most likely are driving your direction of decisions and, and uh, feelings and emotions and reminding yourself that you're in control and then carrying out those actions to get you closer to the goals that you want in your life. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OSEAMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Yes, totally. When you did the work and when you tap into this voice or, or these voices, was it, could you decipher if it was like one specific like part of you or was it little pieces of you? like individual, maybe compartmentalized pieces of you? Like what was showing up as these voices? Um, well, I, I'd say it's just one voice in general. And it's this, okay. um, it really was just this voice of panic, of just mm-hmm. danger, of just, you know, alcohol keeps you numb and being numb keeps you comfortable and it keeps you in this zone. And I was starting to explore all of these areas. So it was firing up with everything. Yeah. And finally I found myself as, you know, uh, I'm sure people had witnessed me as a crazy person having conversations with myself. And it sounded like 
I hear you. Yeah. We're going to do this anyways, because we're safe. And I now know what we need to do in order to get where we need to go. And yes, we don't know what we're doing, but nobody does. We're figuring it out on our own. And it doesn't matter if we don't get it right the first time we're going to support ourselves because now we're in tune with what we need. And so it was a singular voice just screaming all fires like sounding off because everything was uncomfortable. You know, you're feeling all of the bad, but you're also feeling all of the good like, oh, my God, what is this? Oh, my God, how, how blue is the sky? Has it always been this blue? Like, oh, my God, like. You know, it was just, it's, it's so trippy, but you know, I was literally having conversations with this voice, with myself, with this inner dialogue, and you can call it your negative self-talk, your limiting beliefs, your whatever you want. Mm -hmm. It was this singular voice that was trying to stop me at every single turn. Nope. We can't do that. We're not good enough. Nope. You can't do that because you're not ready. Nope. We can't do that because what are they going to think? Nope. You can't do that because somebody's going to be watching you. You can't do it like that. You have to do it like this and just constantly Mm. listening to it and giving it attention and saying, Hey, Hey, I hear you. I'm now in control. I'm going to take over. We're going to be safe and we're going to do this scared. We're going to do it nervously, but we're going to do it imperfectly and we'll figure it out. And there's almost this sense of like exhale from my inner like mindset when I do that, like, Oh, okay. Okay. The whole purpose is to keep you safe. And Mm -hmm. when I tell people that I work with to really acknowledge the thought, I think that's the first step to like hear it. And it sounds wacky, but to say it out loud, like, hey, I hear you. I hear you. You want to keep me safe. And I promise you, we're going to be okay. No matter what, we're going to be okay. And um, that's just kind of how it was for me. And it was in all the different areas, every single step I tried to take it, it stopped me and it, it you know, jolted me, yeah. but I still stepped forward and moved forward anyways, almost like taking its hand being like, we're going to be okay. Cause it needed that. My mind needed that to know, like, I'm now like aware I'm in control. I can see the day of light. Now I got it understood. I'm not making any off the cuff decisions because I'm three drinks in. Got it. We're good. And guess what? We're yeah. going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Yeah. No, it's none of those rash decisions or decisions out of like fear or, you know, kind of knee jerk decisions. That's yeah. Wow. I love that. I can just picture you like taking, taking that inner voice's hand and just being like, you know what? Let's walk together. Yeah. We got you. Yeah, that's so sweet. I love it. Well, that. I mean, there's just so many tools out there that we try to quiet it and numb it. And like, that's what yeah. a lot of us are doing. I mean, it's incessant, no matter what you're going to do. And it's part of the reason why I love this work is just bringing awareness to it, is that it's always on. It's never yep. turning off. So if you can work with it yes. and you have the ability to reprogram it, to get you to the things, to the goals, to the life that you want, nothing is out of touch, but we have to learn how to work with it and, and really kind of finesse with it and let them know we're on the same team moving Mm. forward. We're on the same team. I'm not going to try to quiet you out. I'm not going to try to smudge you down or smush you down. Like I hear you now, you don't have to be loud and obnoxious and angry and abusive anymore. You have my attention and we're going to be okay. It's a game changer, game changer. Totally. 
I think it's also important to know that just because you're acknowledging this inner voice and like listening to her and maybe giving them whatever them her it whatever right uh, right space to to voice their their opinions or voice what's going on does not mean you're giving them permission to then like take over the ship right or take control of that board meeting right. or take control of the situation you are still you are still the captain right you're still sitting at the the helm of the ship here just because you listen or acknowledge these thoughts does not mean they're going to run rapid. Right. And that's really important because it's scary. You know, when, when the, it's, when the fear is like taking over, like it feels really overwhelming and you feel like, okay, well, if I give this, this inner voice one more inch, it's going to be the ruler. And it's not, it's not necessarily true. It's actually doing the opposite, giving that space to speak or vocalize what's going on actually just takes like, I, I picture like a, like a pressure cooker. It takes the lid off that pressure cooker. So we don't have this huge like explosion. We just like let, let a little bit of that steam out. A thousand percent. And when you're listening to it and you're working with it, and yeah. giving it the platform that it has wanted for years, right? It, it sure. finally has your attention. The least we can do is listen to it. Just listen. We're not making actions. We're not yeah. making decisions. We're listening. Yeah. I hear you. And a lot of the work that I do talks about finding a healthy outlet to let some of those really gross, awful, heavy parts of those thinking and those thoughts, let them speak but in a healthy outlet. So you don't have to try to edit it or moderate it. And you're in a safe place to just let it get out, let the yeah. steam out, open the pot and let some of that steam out. Cause then I hear you and we got this. We're going to be okay. It gets easier because yeah. the more you try to shove it down, the louder it's going to get, because guess what? You're not, you're never completely silencing it. It's only going to manifest bigger and louder until you finally am like, you have my attention. Yeah. And I do it in a loving way. And it's jarring at first, which is yeah. why it's great to get help with this part of the journey, because there's a lot of stuff that's been ruminating there that we haven't dealt with in so long. Totally. And when you're able to, to visually take the hand of your mindset and say like, Hey, babe, I got we got this, it's gonna be okay, no matter what. Yeah, it gets easier. Oh, completely. And you are such a great person to do that with. So uh, as a segue, tell me about uh, Hype Girl <laughs> Healing and how that came about. Sure. So I was uh, about two years in, yeah. and I think it's important to say some of the people in your circle that you're afraid are going to judge you or how to some of these earlier stages of like, what are my friends going to think? What are they going to yeah. say? There's always people in your circle that are watching you because it's inspiring because so many people don't know that not drinking is always an option on the menu. Yes. So I had people in my circle coming to me and just kind of right, left and center asking me all of the questions. And it just felt so good to, to give this knowledge, some of these hardships, some of the stuff that I was like going through with my mindset and being like, Hey, it's all right. I totally know what you're going through. Cause I've been there, done that. 
And I was a few steps ahead and I was able to help people. And then I realized that when you are going through this journey and when you are finally coming home to yourself and you've given yourself that time and space and, um, you know, just desire to tap into what this purpose is in your life. I realized that I wanted to help people and that was all I knew. And it became this beautiful process of discovering what that looked like, which landed me in the health and wellness niche. And then that I needed to formulate a little bit. And I had so many people being telling me that I should help people stop drinking. And I had the inner dialogue being like, you can't do that. You, you're not a professional. You need this. You need that. You need that. like all of this jargon started to pop up, which in online business world or for a lot of people, imposter syndrome. Yeah. I was like, well, I went to the school of hard knocks, my friend, and I've traveled the road that I'm helping people with. So I consider myself an expert in that. Yep. And I've successfully walked the path that I'm taking people on and I'm doing people a disservice if I'm not reaching my hand back and at least offering my knowledge to people who might resonate with my story, which is what I shared here. It was a wellness decision for me. I wanted to lead a happy and healthy life. And I finally took a look at that drinking habit and I started tackling my mindset and I started tackling my habits and I decided to pour this into a business imperfectly. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I still am trying to figure it out three and a half years later. But I'll tell you what, it's the most rewarding thing because being able to share this, what feels like such a hardcore, well-kept secret of this thing called sobriety feels like unlawful to keep it locked in. If I'm not screaming it from the tops of the mountains to let people know your life can be absolutely effing epic if you give up alcohol, let me tell you and let me show you how, because I just... If anybody is willing to listen, I will reach my hand back to help. And so Hype Girl Healing came in because I consider myself a hype girl. Oh, 100%. That is my area. I'm not necessarily a cheerleader. I'm just a girl from the ghetto. So I'm a hype girl. You're a hype girl um, all the way. Love it. I I like to hype up the parts of healing that we're scared of, that we don't want to look at. And I just want to let you know that we can sprinkle a little bit of fun and fabulousness on it while we're doing the really hard work. And when you have somebody like myself in your corner, we can do this thing together and actually make it really fun and absolutely yeah. fabulous. And that's where Hype Girl Healing came to be. Oh, and that is like exactly how to describe you. You're, that's well, perfect. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Jamie, where can we find you on the World Wide Web? So I am always hanging out on Instagram at yep. Hype Girl Healing. Okay. You can also find me chilling over at my most fave corner, which is TikTok, but I know not everybody's over there and I'm just OG Hype Girl. And then of course, my little corner of, of the interwebs is over at hypegirlhealing.com where you can check out all the goodies that I have going on over there. Yes. And I highly suggest Jamie, I think you have a couple more spaces for some one-on-one clients for coaching. I highly suggest hitting over to Jamie's website, sign up with her. You're you're not going to regret it. You're not. If you are looking for that hype girl in your corner to make this, because it is, it is fun. It can be fun. And Jamie, you bring the noise, like you bring the energy. You're a great reminder of like the opportunities and possibilities that ditching booze can bring 
You are the, yes. the, the beacon of, yeah, your hype girl is the perfect, just the perfect <laughs> word for you. I, I, I just love it. Um, Jamie, I have one more question for you. For sure. anyone who is listening, who is maybe going through it, thinking about getting sober, maybe having a tough time, what is a piece of advice that you'd give someone listening right now? Uh, I never regretted not drinking. Not once, not ever. Not once, mm. not ever. Not once, not ever. I don't care how loud your FOMO is. I don't care how bad it's knocking at that door. You have to come out. You're going to miss out on all this. You're missing out on hangovers, blackouts, bruises, credit card bills, missing phones, missing keys. That's what you're missing out on. Don't let your mind try to trick you into something else. Again, it's a mindset hack. Your brain's just trying to bring you back to something comfortable because we want to feel like we belong. And I promise you not once, not ever have I missed not drinking. Not for the, not for New Year's Eve when the ball drops, not on Christmas Eve, not on any holiday, not at any barbecue, not at any wedding, not at any bachelorette party. And yes, it seems unfathomable because it's your identity. It's who you are. It's how you have fun. It's how you live your life. It is interweaved in every single piece of fabric of your life. So many people's story is like that when they are a drinker, but I promise you, it is so much easier to live a life without alcohol, without hangovers, without shame spirals and all of that jazz. You will never, ever not regret not drinking. Not, not once, not ever. Totally. I mean, I'm all for like not feeling guilty and, and the shame, the shame spirals. I'm good. Uh, I can, I can live forever without those. I'm tapped out. Same. Not, not ever. That is the number one reason I don't ever want to have a hangover because hangovers are shame and guilt and all of that. So yeah, absolutely. Jamie, thank you so much for your time, sharing your experience and wisdom and knowledge with us. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. awesome is Jamie. I just love her energy. And if you want more of it, head over to a sober girls guide and join our sober girl social club membership. It is a monthly membership with support circles almost every day of the week with amazing coaches like Jamie to help you make changes to your relationship with alcohol that are going to stick. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate, subscribe. We love to hear your feedback about the podcast. And remember, sharing is caring. If you have a friend, family member, or a loved one who could use a little insight of this episode, send it away. Sharing is caring. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girls Guide. And of course, head over to asobergirlsguide.com. We have everything you need at every stage of your booze-free journey. We got your back, girl. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.